This episode is sponsored by Nani Wilson. Nani Wilson, for the cultures, would like to thank you for your kind generosity. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. Culture, culture, culture. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, How's welcome back. Doing? Welcome back. Whose voice is that? I know, it's Bex. Bex is finally in the building. Bex Bumble is back from her vacation. Yes. Welcome to episode 11 beow, 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 beow. for the Cultures Podcast. I am your host, one of your hosts, Bex Bumble. And I'm your other host, Deep Boy. We are excited to enter into an amazing relationship series. But first of all, I'm it's just excited to be back on this microphone. You feel me? <laughs> it's good to have you back. Thank Sis. you so much. How you been? How you been? How I'm, was your birthday? I'm doing refreshed. You're refreshed. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the older I get, the more wisdom I gain. So Word. I'm feeling a lot more mature and wiser. Not uh-huh. that wise, but wiser. But yeah. <laughs> the wise I, ones. Every year, Danny Boy, I like to like... Especially on my birthdays, I like to have a new look. Uh-huh. I remember a few, three years ago, I went, I cold turkey cut my whole do off. Oh, I remember that. When yeah, you had the bob. Hey, I was out there. You rocked that bob for <laughs> I real. I tried. Though. I tried. That bob kind of made me look more butchy than if it's anything. Cool. But <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of matched my personality. <laughs> and, you know, yet the church still couldn't tell that I was still in the closet. I, I had to do that saying, that girl is struggling. But but they wasn't trying to call me out. They don't want to see it because, you know, some people in the church don't even want to see, you know, what's right in front of their eyes. You, you know, know some I, of their that's, own, an, that's another conversation. Some of their own kids are questionable, too. But we ain't going to say that. Oh, but I am glad to be back. I feel refreshed. I Word. feel energized. I am ready to just take on the world. A new year, a new me. You right, feel me? right. You're looking great. You're you looking know, I young. Try. I try. Looking I try. youthful over there. <laughs> it's my makeup. It's my it's my church makeup today. So any so, other day. So what's the new hairdo that you're getting done now? I see it over it, there. It's some dreadlocks. I'm on my dreadlocks journey. Okay. Um, Shout out to Dreadlock Salon in Oakland. Hey. They did my hair. And um, it was, I don't know, I think I've, I wanted to do something new. I was actually, I've been contemplating on going bald. Wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, after all this, I'll probably rock the dreads for, you know, some years. And then after that, I'll chop it all off. You That's know? dope. You know, I could see I could see it, like, if you did go bald and yeah. you, you let your hair grow back a little bit, I could see you rocking some finger can, waves. Can <laughs> <laughs> Tom, get that shit on. No, just kidding. Nah, can you see but that? I, I, I can see it though, because you know ways? some people could wear it, some people yeah. can't. Mm. I think I think you might be able to pull it off, Bex. The big worm hair? No, no, that's the big perm. That's the big perm. Okay. I'm talking about the finger waves. waves. Finger oh, waves. the waves. Yeah, I see it. I see know. it. I don't know. I've I've never tried it. That's a little. Risque. Yeah, that is a little risky. I don't think it I don't think I could pull that off, but i I'm willing to do anything at this point. Check it out, y'all. She got the dreads going on. You know, over I there, try, I try. But she still got that shit thrown up in the fapaku. <laughs> you know, I gotta in a keep bun. I gotta keep it cult you know, the culture, you know, in this we in this just, style of dreadlocks. Huh. You know what? Speaking about buns, yeah. I always found it interesting. Um I was on this I was on uh I was looking at something on Instagram. Mm. And I found that there was a whole page dedicated to man buns, right? Right. So then I go on the page, and probably like ninety nine percent of uh, of men on this page mm. all are rocking um, man buns. Man buns. But but they're all. And that's the high mid ponytail. Yeah, right? that's, that's not even a ponytail. It's just like a high up. Fapaku. Fapaku, yeah. yeah, bun, right? And uh, they're all white. Mm. all white men right like and they have little little buns right 
little buns on the top of their head, and I guess that's the style. And then even the, you know, how the sides are shaved all the way around, and it's just the top part of the hair. Right, yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, bruh, that is so 1990 long time ago. You right. know what I mean? Like, like that was the P.I. hairstyle that started way back in, like, what, the 80s? 80s, and yeah. The 90s. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it has carried over. Like, you see so many P.I. men. Uh, I think more so, like, specifically Samoan and Tongan, you know, like, mm. that are rocking those high uh, man, man buns. And they're dope, you know what I mean? And they're 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 big. Yeah. Right? We have that could because of the thick and yeah. curly wavy hair or whatnot. Yeah. And I was just thinking like there needs to be a page with with uh with PI man rocking their man yeah. buns to see, you know, like But it's not even a man bun. It's a bun. Yeah. It's just it's, just it's a, a bun. P- yeah, it's why it, we gotta genderize why, yeah, it. Yeah, why did it become the man bun? It's like that bun existed before even the the Palangi man just started rocking it. And it was like... You know, just the Palangi coming in and appropriating <laughs> shit and making, making it theirs. But but I think, you know, like it's a trend thing, but it's just yeah. one of those things that you recognize where it's like, we been doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, where y'all been? Mm-hmm. And we did it and we did it and we do it better. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> you know. But you know, but yeah. It's whatever. You know, yeah, they, we need a signature that bun. I don't know how, but somebody needs to go. You need to go find, figure out how you can uh, own that, the title, the bun. The bun. <laughs> the P.I. bun. The Pacific Islander bun. Uh, yeah, so episode 10, let's talk about that. You and oh. Teresa. Danny Boy and Teresa did an outstanding job. Thank you. Thank shout you. Out shout out to Teresa. man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Teresa. Did she go by Risa or Teresa? Both. Uh, affectionately, Risa. Risa, you know, I like that. Yeah, my bad. Shout out to <laughs> Teresa. Yeah, but yeah, you guys, you guys did uh, an awesome job. I think um, one of the things that I walked away with in your guys' conversation was uh, when you guys spoke about um, uh, what is it? I think you guys spoke about like just knowing the right time to come out and how coming Word. out is an ongoing thing. It's not just one time. Word. And I was like. Damn, that's deep. The way you guys just, you know, were able to unpack that one thought because I used to struggle with that. Uh-huh. I used to think that once I'm out one time, that's it. I don't need to, I don't need to announce it anymore. Everybody already knows I'm gay. So I realized, like, just in my few years of, you know, me being out and like, oh, shit. I constantly have to keep coming out. Right. Like, I can recall being at a family reunion. Not everyone knew I was out, you know? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do I constantly? It was draining, you Uh know, because I'm like, here I go again, having the anxiety and the fears of, like, are they going to accept me? Are they going to, you know, be cool with this? Are they going to be cool with my partner? Are they going to do all this? And it was just like, damn, do I want to live like this for the rest of my life? I mean, this is crazy. It's hella draining. I mean, it's because of the way the society is set up, right? It's it's set up That's in a true. way where it's like, we are not what is deemed normal. Right. And so we are That's constantly, so you know, the the spectacle. Right, yeah. Um, And what's difficult is that, uh, you're right, it is very draining to think about like, damn, I have to come out every Every time. time. And I think... More so because, like, let's take you and I, for instance. Right. right? Uh, because we are straight passing. Yeah. You know, it's not assumed that we are queer. Right. Um, it isn't until, like, you know, maybe folks spend time with us right. and interact yeah. where maybe they'll question it or whatnot. But at the end of the day, like, we are straight passing. Right. And so the I, I thought what the powerful thing was that Teresa said is that 
we have the power to choose, you know, when it's safe that. or not to come out because yes. because being queer, right? Being gay, being any any of that is can be unsafe right. in certain situations and yeah. in certain um settings. Settings, yeah. I think she mentioned something about or there was a story that she used. She was in Samoa. I think it was in a church. and Or was it a church no. or, or a group of girls? Yeah, a young group you of go. girls. She worked with um, a bunch of diff- uh, students from different high schools. In Samoa? In Samoa, yeah. And she just kind of knew not to just fully open herself as far as her, it, her sexuality being Right, known. yeah. She didn't She didn't share it every visit, but every she visit. was with a young group of girls. Yeah. Uh, working on something and she felt safe enough to share it at that time i think that's i honestly that set me free that Uh, set me free on so many levels because (laughs) i've always struggled with what people have labeled me as like a closet you know queer person and you know i think in the past they have always just assumed and labeled me as the one that had you know that's just kind of like you know ashamed to bring you know, to bring my partner around or she's ashamed of her sexuality. That's why she doesn't come around. Uh At least that's the kind of like the word around like the streets and neighborhood and community that I live in. And I I was like, I don't know, I struggled with that because I'm like, just because I don't come out and fuck with y'all don't mean I'm in the closet. It just means that I choose not to be around the people that ruined me or like, you know, were toxic to me, you know, in the past. Word, and word. I just want to protect my peace and space. But it was always translated if I stayed away, as in I'm being, you know, I'm in the closet. So I never wanted to just be open with that. I'm like, I struggled with that. Like, shit, am I in the closet? Am I, should I come out now? You know, <laughs> should I, you know, prove to them that I am out? And right. I don't know. I just thought that was just a great conversation for you guys to have. For those who like me were struggling with like, damn, do I do I am I in the closet? Because I thought I was in the closet a lot of times. I thought I was like not doing the queer community, you know, justice by like you know being out there. Like there was even one point, Danny Boy, where I was like, I'm gonna be super out there. I'm gonna like make my page like you know just you know what it was it like where it's open and public. I'm going to go announce it on Facebook. I'm going to go announce it to my family. I'm putting a text message out there. Hey, everyone, I'm queer, you know? (laughs) I seriously thought about that. And so, again, listening to you guys, having that conversation, we're like, oh, shit, it's totally up to me. I have that power. If I want to tell them I'm out, you know, I'm queer, then I'm queer. If I don't, it doesn't mean I'm not. It doesn't mean I'm embarrassed. It doesn't mean I'm in the closet. It just means that this isn't the space or comfort for me to share something like that. Yeah. So that was amazing. You know, this makes me think about um, when I was younger, one of the television shows that I liked to watch was Ellen. Mm. When Ellen had a sitcom back in the 90s, right? Right, yeah. And I used to like to watch it just because she was hella funny, right? She was hella goofy, hella... Like she had a different type of comedy that I got and it was just... It was hella funny. And it wasn't until later where I learned that she was gay in real life, right? Mm. And just to just for her to get to a point where in the sitcom, sitcom. she she the character that she played, um, they made it to where she was gay. Right. Mm. And and then they did this whole episode where she came out and she was exploring Right. You know, what that was for her, right? And and then just how she had to deal with a lot of the the aftermath mm. of coming out with different relationships that she held with like her family and her right. one of her best friends and her parents 
um, and it just makes me think about this process, right, of like of safety and of having to right, constantly right. come out, right? It's like while that can be draining, right? I think we can find ways to add to our toolbox to build the That's endurance true. to come out when we feel it's safe. Right. Or when it's necessary too, That's true. right? Sometimes you have to go against the grain and do it when it's necessary. That's true. Because you never know what you know what you could do for someone else. Exactly. You know, with uh the episode last week, something that stuck out to me uh during I think it was during my bruh. Mm. And I shared about, you know, just having suicidal ideation, mm. right? Um, one of the, one of the, folks who went to Journey to Empowerment earlier this month, um, got in contact with me and was just very thankful that I was open enough to share that, and then opened up to me about their own uh, experiences with suicidal ideation. Wow. And it just made me think about like when Teresa was saying that how special it is and how important it is that if you, you know, are someone that folks could turn to, to feel open enough to share that like holding that with them is, uh, it makes it easier for them to hold. Right. Right. And so just being able to be someone that folks feel like they can open up to about certain things is, is, uh, is important and special because it's all a part of our collective healing process, right? right. And and normalizing right. these conversations and situations. Yes. Yeah. No um, So, man, just... It, yeah. We, we, we covered a lot. 10, what, we yeah. covered a lot on that episode, yeah, guys, iPhone X. That was the longest uh, episode, huh? To, to date. Yeah, to, to date. date. But it was well worth it. Again, thank you, Teresa, so much. Danny Boy, you guys definitely covered a lot and we gave, gave us a lot of good nuggets and jewels to walk Word. away with. Thank you, Risa. Thank you so much. So, yeah. Bruh. What's happening, Oh, my gosh. It feels so good to say that again. Ah, release it. Say it one more time for the people on the back. Bruh. Wow. That sounds like I'm saying, half saying brush. Your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. You know. What's going down this week? What's been going on? What's heavy on your heart? As I'm, you know, getting older, growing and maturing, and as the, you know, new year just turns for me, I just, you know, I felt like, you know, I had to kind of like turn a new leaf and just, you know, let go of some baggage and some shit that was like kind of holding me down throughout years, months, weeks. And, you know, I've been having this conversation with my therapist, you know, and yes, I see a therapist. I love my therapist so much. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to everyone who's shout out to Dr. Singh out there in Redwood City. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, one one thing that I told myself this year is that um, I'm not going to allow just unresolved issues to kind of weigh weigh me down anymore, or you know, translation forgive unforgiveness kind of weigh me down because um, yeah, I just found I it just was too much and. There was this party that I went to a few weeks ago. I think it was like a month ago where the mentioning of an old frenemy, the the mentioning of her name came up. Uh And when I heard her name in a party setting, 
oh man, I was lit. <laughs> I was lit. You was, you was triggered. I was triggered in a mug. I was like, oh my gosh, somebody hand me my strap. I'm about to go there and let loose and start oh. spraying. No, just kidding. No, but I was just lit. Like anxiety, rage, anger, everything came out the Word. minute I heard her name. I didn't even see her face. Uh-huh. I just heard her name. And the mentioning of that was like a trigger that I had no idea was still like unresolved. That was still lit up in you, right? And I was just like, something is wrong if the mentioning of someone's name is still light, you know, lighting up within me and right. still causing me to feel the same exact feeling I felt when I had this last altercation with this person a year and some change ago, probably actually two years now. Anyways, I had brought that to my therapist and I was like, can you help me please? Because I need freaking help. I'm losing it. And like, you know, like this is bothering me. And it's like some sometimes I even lost. I lose sleep, you know, in this. In, just obsessing over yeah, it. Right? Just, just obsessing just, over it. And and like I just had to, to let it, Yeah, I had to figure out how to let it go. So my therapist was able to like, you know, kind of give me some tools to help me just, you know, kind of bring some some closure to that situation. And what were the tools? Tools was not something that I wanted to hear, but oh. I knew it was coming. You know, when, um, my therapist mentioned, uh, told me that I should go and try to figure out a way to have a conversation with this person, whether it's phone call, seeing them in person, or an email. And I thought to myself, well, if I talk to this person over the phone, I'm probably going to tell this itch off. So <laughs> uh, let me just send her a text. So. I'm sending, uh, you know, I first, you know, sat there, you know, to myself, you know, with my phone for like an hour trying to figure out all the nice words to type out because I, all I did was just type out some mean words, some like really evil things. And I'm like, shit, man, I didn't really, I didn't think I was this hurt, you know, it was like that bad. Uh -huh. So, yeah, it, it took me a long time to kind of gather like a good text for me to, you know, send to her. But basically the, the, the. The, the text message sounded like, you know, just, I need to let this go. I need to let you know I'm for, I forgive you. I need to let you know that this, I've been, I was hurt from this and that. And it bothered me for so long and I'm letting it go. And my hands are clean and I'm just done. So I send that message to her and yeah, like within like maybe a few hours, she replies back with an evil devil message. And I'm just like, what did what did what did that person say? Ah, uh, they just started, you know, just airing out some laundry, uh. and I'm like, well, first of all, that that's not really airing out laundry because that shit's already public. Talk about like that get, shit been laid yeah, out till it's dry. Like, uh, you want to, you know, talk about like I'm in the closet, but I'm out, bitch. You know, <laughs> and you want to uh. talk about like I'm a gay, I'm a gay pastor, but I'm not even a pastor, but I am gay, so thank you. <laughs> so you know, like there was nothing that I can sit there and say, wow, that's because that shit didn't affect me. Like I, it's just bouncing off. It's just bouncing off. You know, that's she did up. say something that literally almost lit me because I'm just like, man, this is what we struck. This is what we like as you know people who you know identify with you know just. You know, struggling with some form of mental illness, we deal with this. And she mentioned something about like you, you mental retard. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow, that's what happens when you're transparent and open with you know just yeah. with what you deal with on the day to day. And I'm like, that's the best. But 
that still didn't move me. That's that's all that that person has to yeah. to their defense, right? Yeah. Is to throw throw stones. Yeah, and I just was like, when when they living in a glass house, right? Yeah, and you know how I knew shit got under her skin is when she just started like. Every other word was like a cuss word. Was it U- all in caps? F- oh, it was all in caps. See, she was Dang, trying to boy. yell at was, you through the text. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Dang!" But it was like every other word was like you effing it, 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 it. Every evil word that she's trying to find out. She, I think she she made some shit up too. But I just like, man, wow, it feels like I'm sad that she feels this way and she's saying all these things, but. It felt good that I no longer am reacting to that anymore. That's what's I let shit go, and that shit, you know, like, it's crazy when you ask for forgiveness or when you just let shit go. Like, the weight of, like, that energy that held me down is no, it, it no longer exists anymore the minute you just speak it out and let it go, so. Feel liberated from that, Oh, my that, gosh, right? I feel free. I feel free because, like. Free from those chains of yeah, chains. Because, I mean, she kept I'm going. Evil. She kept going with some other, some more evil, malicious words. And I'm just like. She was trying to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't hit me at all. I was just like, wow. I'm still going about my day just like shocked. I'm not even worried about what she's saying. I'm just like, damn, this ain't even hitting me. That's what's up. And that's just the that's power. That's the moment of growth. Yeah. It's the power of, of just forgiveness. It really is. Like, I mean. I did it a different way. Everyone has a different approach, uh, you know, of just asking for forgiveness or just sending out a message of saying, hey, you know, like, yeah, this has bothered me. I let the, you know, like you hurt me in this way, but I just want to let you go. I'll let you know I'm done and it's out of my system. And that's what happened. And it's just liberating. I'm in a whole new headspace now and I'm grateful for it. And yeah, it sounds like I mean, I feel like the energy was transferred from one party to the next. <sighs> I feel like it too. You know what I mean? And I and, and those were not even my intentions. My intention was just to let it go. Right. Wherever the the that energy lands, it lands and you know, it just that's, so happens to that's land. That's just the impact. Yeah. But what's the like what was the result of that? Is it The result was me getting my freedom back. Like I needed to walk around like not feeling um just, you know, not feeling just just living in regret or just anger because I had anger unresolved anger and hurt that I went through with this one person and I just had to put it in words and let it go so it's very it was very toxic yeah it was toxic it was bad it affected like just my my being you know I wanted just a good headspace I want to be right I want everything that comes out of me to be kind and loving. I don't I'm tired of like having like just moments of like feeling like, man, bitch, get away from me. You know, it's like, right. oh, there's a root to all those evil things and mean words and just whatever. And I just need to kind of uproot a lot of things that were unnecessary and unresolved. And I did it with just that one little act, which I'm very grateful for. I'm sure there are many more things that I need that are unresolved in me, but I'm kind of taking them one, you know, one by one, just right. as they come say, Hey, this, I'm going to deal with this and this is how I'm dealing with it. And has that person has she contacted you since? I mean like what was the end like what was the ending of that conversation? Uh the ending of that conversation probably didn't end well because right after that I'm like I'm going to put this girl on block because you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to get like caught off guard if she says something like about family, you know, right. or, you know, if she talks about a person, someone very, you know, close to me. So I just didn't want to be a way to uh, 
wheel you in. Right. So I didn't want to make drama. room for that. So, right. you know, you got to see, that's the thing about toxic people. You got to cut that off immediately, you know. Uh-huh. So I did my due diligence and sent what I needed to send. And, you know, like she, I gave room for her to send what she needed to send back. And that was it. There was no need for interaction. You know, there was no need for friendship. See, a lot of people have this misconception is that, you know, like, and I'm probably going to get a little spiritual on this, but people think that once you forgive, you can um, bring, you know, it's okay to be friends with them. Or forgiving is um, just forgiving what they did and being friends with them again. Because I see a lot of people do that. Like, no, that's God wouldn't do, God wouldn't, you know, be cool with them again if they hurt you. Or, or no, God wouldn't, like, leave them out there like that. You know, God wants to forgive and, and love them, you know, regardless of what they did. But I'm just like... For somebody who studies the Bible, like pretty, like you know, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm the greatest, but I study it well enough to know that God. That's not what the Bible that I know and read says. You know, it's it talks about like you know, if somebody does you wrong, like just you know, deal with what they did, and that's it. Cut that. Cut that relationship immediately. You know, especially if it's doing more toxic than good. So, but do like, we have the choice to do that? Because I mean, you know, some. I mean, for some, right? Like, especially. In specific, certain situations, we could forgive folks and still no, carry on the relationship, right? Oh, yeah. But in certain settings. But if that relationship yeah. is doing more damage than right. good. If it's more toxic. Right. And yeah. you and there's been a pattern in you that relationship. That shit go. You know, where they where you know, where you're constantly like forgiving and then you're getting hurt again and you're forgiving and getting hurt. It's like, honey, you gotta you gotta cut that. Yeah, wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't just use the the forgiving card and be like, no, it's not right. right. I gotta forgive, you know. And, you know, if they do me dirty, that's just them. This is who I am, honey. No, you're hurting yourself even more. Now right. you're you're now you're dealing with more hate in your heart and more spitefulness in your heart when you don't even need that. If you just cut this person, it's a done deal. You can walk away just. A better person. Yeah, like you have that option too to just. You have close that it. option. Because I mean, you're right, Danny Boy. Like, I have had options where, like, somebody's done me dirty, but then after, you know, we were we, able we're to cool, work yeah. things out, right. you know, and reconcile. And some, some toxic relationships are, are restorable, I think, and some are not. Right. Some are just like, if it's toxic, it's toxic. You gotta sever that shit. Yeah. That uh, was my bro. My bro was kind of lawning his socks. Nah, I mean, I, I feel it though. It was exhausting. I mean, the the part, it's it, I'm just wrapping my head around it, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Because for me, I feel like that's a like that kind of conversation. It, it needs to be had in person. You know yeah. what I mean? It needs to be had like one on one, face to face. Because I uh, I don't know if it's respectability politics or maybe just the way you know being raised or whatever. Like yeah. It's like we have to, we have to do that one on one, right, face right. to face, so that we can resolve this shit, squash it, right. Um, because what's what's hard for me is that like shit can be misconstrued in the text. That's true. And then, you know, then lead to a whole another thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, just motherfuckers out here is <laughs> stupid. You know what I mean? Right. Motherfuckers, you know, ain't got no sense, and so. Right. I would just I would just say continue to be on your P's and Q's too right. because if this person is toxic in that kind of way, yeah, you know, God forbid they try to bring physical harm right. to you, right? You know, because yeah. like I would imagine that this person that was like calling you out or some shit or like trying to Which see she did trying <laughs> to see you about some and right. you know like if it really is that 
then you know where to find you know right. like, you know where to find each other but right. but people don't do shit honorably right. you know what i mean like they over here trying to jump motherfuckers or trying to right shoot motherfuckers you know what yeah. i mean it's just like what like get your ass whipped like just go just square up you know mm. and and at the end of the day violence ain't the ain't the right. answer right it's like not we need to be all. Civil enough to sit across from each other, have a conversation, be in a disagreement, right, and land in a place where either we agree to disagree or we just hear each other out, and it's like, okay, well, we're not cool, we're not friends anymore, we're done, and it's like, let's just let's just mo- move on with our lives and right. be happy, right? Like, you do you, I'm gonna do me, and that's it, right? And then just let it be that, right? Like, right. motherfuckers are not to take a loss anymore, yeah. right? Like, let's... in a perfect world, that that that. It could be, be that's that. normal, yeah. Right, and maybe the loss is a is a, you know it, it's it's a lesson, right? And so just learn from that shit, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So, breathe. <sighs> What's good? I mean, no, nah, I'm just saying it because doesn't it feel good to say that? It shit? It feels like, oh my god. Say it one more time for the people in the back. Bruh. Just let it out, right? Release all that shit. Refreshing. <laughs> Well, my brother this week <laughs> is um, I just have been trying to unpack what I've been feeling lately because I've been really feeling this sense of isolation, mm. right? And I just am trying to unpack if this isolation is connected to some form of depression or if it's connected mm. to just like be you know just just um, being around those that are enough. For me, mm. and when I say that is because I can be around certain people. You know what I mean. I like to be around my loved ones. I like to be around small groups of people. But being around, you know, hella big crowds or just hella, hella people, it's it's a bit much for me now these days. You know what right. I mean. And uh, I find myself finding more joy and more happiness either being around like just a few people, small groups of people, or even by myself. Right. Right. And just really trying to sit with that and and uh is it a new thing for you? Just you know, like what do you mean? wanting to be around a tighter circle now and smaller, more intimate settings. Is that a new thing? I believe it I mean, maybe it's new. I I always did like to be around hella people and you know, like mm. the crowds or whatnot and you know, just be out there, right? Just right, be out yeah. there seeing what's up, um, being a part of the, the scene or the right, crowd. Yeah. But now it's like, nah, I'm not. I'd rather not go to like functions or parties oh, or. Yeah. I just want to chill at home. You know what I mean? Chill on the stoop, play some cards. <laughs> what? Sweepy? Swe- oh, we play Sweepy. <laughs> we play Palace, oh, Lamy. What? Uh, Pesoy. <laughs> you know? We, oh, we, we, uh, we alternate. Oh, wow. Uh, But it's much more. It's just much more easier to deal with and tame, I guess. Mm and so i just really been trying to figure out what this isolation is cuz i mean i don't know i feel like i'm an extrovert right but i also am an introvert right and right i like being around a lot of folks but then i also like to be by myself right cuz then that helps me recharge and mm. refill my cup so then i can be back out there and i also think it's because of like my job right, right? uh just always being out there in the community and trying to right Trying to do this and do that. Right. That when I'm home, I just like to just be home, right? Right. And just be with 
selective few and just really do my own thing, watch my shows. Right, yeah. You know, just just simple shit. Just and, simple. And I think, it, like you said earlier, it comes with growth, right? Like mm. just really being around those that that add to your life right? versus take away. Right. Which is also correlated to toxicity. Toxicity. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's just kind of been my week. Yeah. You know, just really peeping that shit out and seeing what it is. Because, I mean, the symptoms are, you know, like, it looks like depression. It looks like it. There has been some shit, you know, being, you know. Right. Dealing with that could very well be that, but. But then there are other moments in your in your time of isolation where it feels restful, empowering, you know, learning, yeah. your yeah. you know, growth. You can sense the growth in that. Work, yep. Oh, wow. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's just been the week this week. <laughs> New Danny boy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ever we ever growing, right? We ever evolving. Oh man, was there any Hennessy in that time in that place of isolation? By any chance, I just... <laughs> you know what? I can't even do it no more. <laughs> really? I can't. I can't do Hen- Hennessy. You know, for for my folks out there. <laughs> Who like to call it Hennaby? Hennaby. That, oh, wow, that's a new one. See, that's a new one. Uh huh. What's uh, a Hennaby? That's what all the the bloods. I'm done. Be saying I'm it because they don't want to say the C. You know I'm what done. I mean? The Hennessy. I'm done. <laughs> oh man. Nah, but I mean, shit. Even that, you know, I realized like a lot of the the habits that I used to have right. or still have, and I'm trying to kick. Right, we all got our vices. But even those things I'm evaluating and like, fuck, how do I get to the place where I let that shit go, right? Right. My toxic relationship with, you know, the things that are not good for my health. Right. You know, drinking, right. smoking, other stuff. Like, just trying to get to a place where I can be uh, healthy holistically, right? Right. Health is wealth, so. That's right. You know, that's right. Health is wealth. Word. All right. So, yeah, episode 11 is where we're at. I'm excited for that. I want to kind of share my ICU. Who you see this week, Bex? You know, I'm kind of hesitant to kind of talk about this, uh, my ICU, because I wasn't able to actually get in contact with one of the workers of this organization. But I'll just read this, uh, read about this organization because I thought it was pretty cool. And um, if I'm missing out on any of just the details, you know, please, Limo Foundation, call, get in contact with us and I will fix it on the next episode. But my ICU goes to a foundation called Limo. And um, here's a little um, history of them. Um, in 2008, David T. and Ali Taufou, right? Isn't that? I think that's what you, you Let said. Let me see. Taufou. Taufou. Oh, Tau. Damn it! Somebody take my damn Simone card away from me now, please. It's okay. Ta- <laughs> we we get it. We get it. Fuck. We we gonna work it out. Okay, so Taufou Tau founded the Limo Foundation, a five hundred one c nonprofit organization located in Redwood City. Y'all, I didn't even know that this uh, organization existed. Did you know that this? I did read that part. Oh, <laughs> come on. Now. Okay. Redwood City, California. Their vision is, was to create a home base where a base where at-risk youth could come to feel safe, build positive relationships, develop their dreams, and thrive. 
their ultimate goal was to establish an environment where their kids would excel in academics, athletic, and life skills. Um, the vision began with one woman, Betty Taufo'u. 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 Damn it. Betty Taufo'u. And Betty was a single mother whose unconditional love, passion, hard work, and dedication to T and his sister, Trina, became the inspiration for the Limo Foundation. Um, growing up, they were faced with many hardships, but Betty found a way to provide her kids with opportunities to be successful and her commitment to strong values, high quality, high quality education, and creating a better life for her children became the founding principle of the Limo Foundation. So my ICU goes to the Limo Foundation for just um, opening a space for at-risk kids out there in San Mateo County area, Redwood City based. And I think I read there was a part in their story where I read Danny Boy that um, they didn't have too much money in the beginning, but um, they um, they they reached out to quite a few churches or uh, local communities, and they were able to pick up like enough funds. So they opened up their own apartment. And they opened it to just, you know, again, at-risk kids. And, you know, they came and did um, just, at, you know, programs. They helped them with after-school, you know, homework. And they did some um, activities because they, they chose, like, a local hike place nearby Redwood area. Uh-huh. And that they used that as their gym, you know, some hiking workout space. And it was just a cool thing that they started from an apartment in Redwood City. And now they are where they are now. They're, like, pretty big and thriving. That's so, what's yeah. up. So Limo Foundation, I see you. And please forgive us if we both are mispronouncing oh, Lord, your name, Lord, your last Lord. name. Tau Fo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Tongan. Samu. Yeah, Tongan. Yeah. The Tongan. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tau Fo. Tau You gotta put that down. Tau Fo. Just somebody take away my card, please. Jeez. What about you, Danny boy? My ICU this week. Um, I. Going to follow along the same lines. Okay. The same island. Um, I see you this week goes out to Mate Maatonga. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really love when, um, you know, when it's rugby season and when there's a game and when the, when the Tongan community comes out to celebrate these, these men mm. on the, uh, the national rugby team for mm. Tonga, Mate Maatonga, like... That sounds sexy. Doesn't that sound sexy? Mate Matonga. That sounds sexy. That's just, man. It's beautiful. That's just, that's, just, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a sexy name. Yeah. What is it? What Mate Matonga mean? I like die for Tonga. Okay. Mate Matonga. I see it. Can you look that up and, and make sure I'm right? Because I don't want my honorary Tonga card being pulled. Trust me. I have a, my, my, <laughs> my honorary Samoa card been stripped. See, this is what happens. You know, but we're struggling, uh, we struggling with it, but we, you know, we make it through. This is, this is Samoan-ish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but go ahead. You can go and look it up. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, just the, just the pride of the Tongan people, right, when, when it's this season, when it's this time, to me, is so beautiful because, I you know, you see this type of pride when um, when it's rugby season and Manu Samoa is out there, and so many people are proud, right? And so many yeah. people uh, just show their pride in different ways for Manu Samoa. Mm. But I feel like just the 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 pride and the celebration of right, the Tongan right. people for for their team, yeah. 
I see it worldwide, right? Like right. everybody everywhere is celebrating and showing love and repping for Tonga, you know, and um, like, I've seen in New Zealand, like all the houses on one block, you know, had all had their Tongan flags up. I think some of them ain't even Tongan. Dang. You know what I mean? And still have that kind of, still have that kind of pride or right. show that kind of um, uh, connection or support, right, right, to, right, to the team. And even on social medias, I've seen somebody in Samoa was like, well, you know, in Samoa, CC4, uh, right? Like there's mm. a mural right. of um, the Tongan flag in town and there's a lot of Tongan representation everywhere. And like we've always just shown love. Mm. you know to Tonga and so there's so much support for the team it's like a a red sea right when <laughs> when everybody's out celebrating a red bee <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of that <laughs> I have posted a question uh earlier on social media you know just because I've grew I've grown up around a lot of Tongans and I know that there's a lot of Tongans who identify, you know, as Crips or oh, yeah. or affiliated with um, Blue. Right. And then there are Tongans who are actually like Bloods or Pyrus. That was interesting to me to find out too. Um, back in the day, you know, here in um, in the Sabatell County area, mm. uh, and I was just, you know, I was trying to be funny, and I was like, do Tongan Crips, <laughs> you know, celebrate? Um, Matematonga, you know, just like how everybody right. else does, because their, you know, their flag is red, um, and it's like you kind of gotta go against the crip code, right, and, and like support your team. But then, hello, folks, was sending me different pictures of like somebody had turned the the Tongan flag blue. Blue. Uh, there was another one where there was like Tongan flags that were made, but it was like the blue bandana. Mm. And then it had the, you know, the cross right, yeah. on the top left corner. Okay. And I was just like, bruh. Okay. Is it that serious? Like, for real, we got to do that shit? Like, come on now. <laughs> you know? But I get it's it, right? It's, it's that serious. It's that serious. That's how much pride. That's <laughs> how much pride is taken in the gang. <laughs> in the gang culture, right? <laughs> right? In the gang life. And it's like, you know, I I, I got to not, I can't talk shit about it, right? right? Like, that's just what it is. That's That's what... People hold on to that's what they believe in and identify with, and yeah. even though I'm in disagreement with it, like to to have an ec equitable mindset is like, yeah, you just yeah. gotta meet people where they at. Mm. That's some ignorant shit, <laughs> but I could dig it. I understand why. Yeah, and so all of that to say that I just really love the pride that is shown for the boys for yeah. Matematonga. Um, which means exactly what you said. It says, die for Tonga. See? What am I talking about? I know, I, I know I'm an honorary Tongan, but you know, even the like... Super honorary. They be like, this Tonga. <laughs> you know, I just love it. I love it. I really appreciate the pride and the celebration and just the, the belief. Even right. if they lose, right? Even if they lose, win or lose, we here for them. You know, the Absolutely. community is there for them and... I love that. I just love seeing that unity. Right. And that's the dream is to see the unity amongst us all. You know. To One love. Hey. <laughs> Uncle that's Bob said it. You better listen to Uncle Nesta. <laughs> so, Mate Maatonga, I see you. All right, y'all. Let's get into this Chop It Up Sheesh. section where we are continuing our relationship series and we yes. are getting into this conversation about 
Toxic relationships. Toxic. Didn't Britney Spears have a song called Toxic? I think so. She did, right? Yeah, I think so. I just random thought. <laughs> I mean, random I, thought. I, I wouldn't even know. I'm not even a, a Britney Spears fan. Oh, I'm low key. I'm low key. Well, I mean, it's something that I thought about, right? Is like this idea of toxic relationship. And it made me think, like, damn, how do you know, mm. you know, like when you're in a toxic relationship or what a toxic relationship is? Mm. And so to sort of ground us, um, I was, you know, doing my research and I stumbled upon on this uh, article from Time Magazine by uh, Jamie. See, I can't even pronounce uh, English last names yeah, or whatever. Yeah, not even the English ones. <laughs> I can do the Islander ones. You know, I can do the Islander ones. Wow. Uh, Spell it. Forgive me if I mispronounce uh, your last name. I didn't want to say it because it looks like it's uh, Dusha. Douche, damn. Dusha me. It's, Help us, Lord. It's D U C H A R M E. Oh, dang. No, D U C H A R M E. Oh, do charm me. Do charm me. So, anyways, <laughs> Jamie is the author of this article I stumbled upon that defines um, what toxic relationships are. Mm. So, to quote the article, um, Dr. Lillian Glass, a California-based communication and psychology expert who says she coined the term in her 1995 book, Toxic People, defines a toxic relationship as any relationship between people who don't support each other, Mm. where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, Mm. where there's competition, Mm. where there's disrespect and a lack of comprehensiveness. Mm. 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 While every relationship goes through its ups and downs, Glass says a toxic relationship is consistently unpleasant and draining for the people in it, to the point that negative moments outweigh and outnumber the positive ones. True. True. Dr. Kristen Fuller, a California-based medicine physician who who specializes in mental health, adds that toxic relationships are mentally emotionally, Mm. and possibly even physically damaging to one or both participants. And these relationships don't have to be romantic. Glass says friendly, familial, and professional relationships can all be toxic as well. Wow. Feel me? (laughs) So it ain't even, you know, just about romantic relationships, right? Because, you know, I think what comes to mind for me off top when thinking about toxic relationships, it's just like, oh, you know, the um, the man beating on the woman, right? Right, right. Some Ike and Tina type shit right, going on. Yeah. Some Jake, some Jake and Beth Hickey shit right. going some on. Some Bobby and Whitney, right? Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the Jake, <laughs> with the Jake and the Beth reference. Oh shit. That's our PR reference. Okay. Um, cause shit, do you remember that movie? Yes. Once a Warriors. Yes. Just a whole bunch of toxic relationships going on up in there, right? Between a lot, yeah. There's quite a few scenarios where right? toxic between the parents, between the father and shit, all his children. Yeah, yeah. So much. So, anyways, I thought this would be good for us to ground us in this conversation mm. and really define, you know, what what it is we're talking about right. here. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what comes up for you, Bex? You know, 
after after hearing that definition? I think in the season that I just came out of, um, toxic friendships were mm. like one of the, the main things that I probably were. will be speaking from because it was hard, you know, to identify. It's really hard to identify a toxic person when you're vulnerable and right. when you are just full of like, you know, when you're at a very low place in your life, you will never be able to identify what toxic looks like. Actually, toxic will look so so amazing and so like the it will look like the right thing for you, but you know, you don't. You can't even. The reality it. is, is like that is the very thing that's causing you to go downward. You know, and I, I, I would argue that you know I think even if you're not in your most vulnerable, uh, most vulnerable estate. Yeah. Like even just, even just when you're out there, like even if you're on your p's and q's, you know what I mean. Like mm. you could really build trust with someone and not realize that like, you know, behind your back. Right. It ain't. It ain't what it seems. It ain't what it seems. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but my experience was just funny. I just, you, you know, toxic people for me was like, I was I was the dumb person that just was never able to recognize it. And um, I, w- I only experienced toxic people during my lowest points. Mm. Because during my high points, I'm actually pretty good at recognizing some toxic people or toxic energy, you know, if I... How if do you I, handle that if you can, if you're like alert now, to it? If I'm alert to it, I handle it pretty well. You know, again, I, I, I eat the meat, spit out the bones. You know, I just kind of know what to take, you know, and what, you know, I set boundaries. And if they, you know, kind of just put the enough is enough, you know, kind of wall, like I'll take oh, this much of you. Uh-huh. But anything that go beyond that goes beyond my like integrity or just my values or whatever, like I'm going to like set this and let you know that this is the furthest you can come, you know. You shook so. your mic off of that one. <laughs> you know, I had to shake my mic because, you know, I'm speaking from a place of, like, just recent. So, yeah. But, I mean, I think that's important to differentiate, right? Right. Because cause I was going to ask, like, do you still interact with people that you can recognize? That, oh, definitely. That toxic... See? Yeah. Fuck English. <laughs> Toxicity. Yeah. Toxicity. Toxicity. Like, you can still interact with folks yeah, who you, know, you get those vibes from. It's about interaction. It's about surface-level interactions, but... There's no opening up oneself to that toxicness, you know, and like it's yeah, like, you're not gonna go deep with that person. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna go deep. I'm not even gonna talk about my family skeleton. and my kids, and I'm you know I'm just gonna talk about like how are you, how are you doing? Well, take care. I'm glad you're doing great. That's keep it, it cordial, very cordial, and very you know keep very limited. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you. You know, <laughs> just talk about like what's good. Bye. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you just gotta just be wise, you know, and you know you want to uphold to just who you are as a person because if you're this nice person that everyone knows Danny Boy is this cool ass dude then you still got to maintain your cool ass dude composure you know without losing yourself and you know without losing just how you view that one person because I don't want to sit there and judge them because you want to be hopeful that they're not as toxic as you know your last altercation or you know incident with them so I'm I'm always hopeful I'm just that person but yeah I'm very limited I do not my circle is small I mean wait did I just have a fob? I just had a fob. Hey, I said yeah. my turkle. Holy Your turkle. Sp- Holy sh- no, my circle. Embrace it. Embrace it. No, I ain't going to embrace that. That's fob. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know where my turkle. Yeah, my circle is small now, Danny Your boy. Your turkle? You said yeah. it again, bro. Shit. 
<laughs> what the hell does turkle mean? Is, that's what you. That's is what you get. Career. No, that's what you get for saying. You know, it's it's a fob out. Oh my god! It's okay to so, be a, a fob. I believe in the words of the beautiful Beyonce and Jay Z. Both of them. I think it was more Jay Z that quoted. No, or Beyonce, but she quotes um, that she has a smaller circle and she does things in private affairs. So I, that song. Um, in, it's in their new album, Jay Z and um, Beyonce's new album. But the, that that one little line was like, that's everything to me. That's me now. Like I I'm all about like smaller circles and private affairs. Like I just take my small circle and we just do this, you know, in this little setting, and that's it. Sometimes I don't even expose it to like the social media part because it's that private to me and it's that intimate. So yeah, you know, like. That's where I'm at in my headspace. All about like smaller circles and, and tighter circles and smaller affairs. Word. Yeah. Yeah. She don't let nobody into her she shit. She don't at let all. because she been through some shit. You have you heard their album? Oh yeah. Oh my god. I follow it here and there. You know, I may not be a part of the Beehive, but yeah, I do respect her as an artist and a performer right. and, a, and a business. Yeah. So businesswoman. I, I'm sure she knows. She can totally unpack the word toxic. You know and toxic relationships like a motherfucker yeah so yeah i just it's really about limiting yourself around toxic people you know like i don't know how it is for you danny boy but that shit is like well i think what you're saying really resonates with me because um i think just along this journey where i am in life now you know i think i, I there are toxic relationships i've had mm. where i've had to let them go or walk away and and not like in a harmful in a harmful um, manner, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But just more so, like, to protect myself. Right. You know, or to to kick certain things within myself, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, I recognize how being a part of those uh, relationships, right, were toxic. Right. Um, even with family. Right. And so even what you were saying about, like, being cordial and, you know, like, being able to interact with people... With toxic people or who were toxic to you at one point. Right, yeah. You know, just to be around folks like that. Like, I can be around it, but it's not going to be the same or it's not, you're not going to be somebody that I normally, right. you know, reach out to to go grab dinner or go fucking right. catch a movie or just catch up. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, like, I have to stay away from that because it's going to put me in a fucking bad, bad space. Right. So that hella, that hella resonates with me and... It's all about protecting our energy, right? Protecting our mana and just right. <clears throat> because a lot of these things can weigh us down. Right. You know. That's true. I can recall growing up, um, seeing just, you know, witnessing a lot of toxic relationships in family, my family in particular. I remember this one time where I was I think I was like in middle school. I remember a family member um witnessing her getting slapped, actually mm. punched punched like in the face and um I didn't know what to do I did not know what to do at all I definitely did not help come to her rescue did I, did, did that family member get punched in the face by their partner by their partner oh, okay. yeah okay uh-huh. yeah family member got punched in the face with a partner and I just remember this was at kind of like a party setting and I'm just like oh my gosh what do I do you know and um I don't know like I was shocked that it happened to my family, but I wasn't shocked because I've all growing up. I've kind of that was like the norm of what me seeing a man hit 
their partner, you know, if if something if they do something wrong, they get hit or on some drunk shit, they get hit, you know, so you've you seen that growing yeah, up. Yeah, I've seen that oh, growing okay. up. So it was normal. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my gosh, you it's know? so frightening. Yeah, very frightening. And yeah, I, at that moment, I just froze. It was like it was kind of like a traumatic moment because I just felt like, what the hell? Right. You know? And I didn't do anything about it. And growing up now. You know, especially being around like you know women who who are coming out of that story and who have survived those relationships. <laughs> right, right. I'm just, you know, I sit there with like, I wish I had the courage. I wish I knew. I wish I had the tools. I wish I had. You know, there were neighbors or people in my life that mm-hmm. I knew I could run to and get the right help. You know, but I didn't, and it was just a sad moment for me. But now it's like, if I see anything like that, oh, it's done. Right, it's done. <laughs> It's done in so many levels. It's either I'm coming after you or I'm sending the cops after you, you know, so. Is that family member still with their partner? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, and thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Cut that toxic relationship. Yeah, but I mean, I could sit here and just look back in my community and just be like, oh, there's a lot. There's plenty more. Plenty more, you know. Women, even men, even men. I've seen men get beat up. Right. Oh yes, that's that's <laughs> I've a seen them. It's that's like a, a big fight. thing in my family. <laughs> I've the seen women be beating up the husbands. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, it, it's just crazy, but it's toxic. But at the same time, you know, it's like one huge fight at night on some drunk shit. Wake up in the morning, cook eggs, cook breakfast for the kids, pack the kids, get ready for church. Let's go. It's a brand new day. Right. And it's like, damn, it's, it's that cycle. It's mm-hmm. like. Wow, like there's well, no, the toxic toxicity is there's no visibility of that in those you know in the community that I come from. What, like, what do you mean by that? There's no people are not aware of to- of what toxic looks like. You know, people don't they they see that as a part of growing up as normal it, it behavior. Was, it was it was a way of life growing up. You know, it oh, they think like it's normal, environmentally normal. You know, so maybe they maybe they didn't just. Maybe they didn't have that language, right? Like to call it something as descriptive as toxic, right? Because yep. when you think of, I mean, when I think about toxic, I, you know, when working, um, I used to work at the airport, you know, the the Samoan or the Pacific Islander right, family yeah. business, right? right. <laughs> but when I used to work at the airport, you know, you had to learn about, you had to learn about a lot of the hazardous materials, right? A lot of the hazmat stuff, right? Yeah, because a lot of that shit is toxic, right? Yeah, and what that toxic shit could do is, you know, it could it could be harmful to someone's health. It could be harmful to the environment, and it could be harmful to where the shit blows up, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's all bad, right? That's and, true. And maybe correlating that normalized behavior with this word "toxic," right? Right. Yeah. Is is the perfect way to describe that kind of right upbringing, or just that kind of uh, exposure? That's true. That's to true. The, to certain mistreatment and shit like that. That's true. I I found a print Pinterest that that has some pretty cool um pretty cool like little list or signs of a toxic person and one of the things I'll read a few because I thought it was pretty like whoa stood out but one sign of a toxic person is nothing you can say or do is good enough mm. number two is that they comment on the smallest flaw or perceived imperfection well dang. <laughs> I can bear witness to that. Uh-huh. Three is that they drag up your past and won't allow you to be different. Four, 
They act like they are fabulous and never make mistakes. You see? <laughs> Some narcissistic ass <laughs> this motherfuckers. Is, um, five is they leave you feeling guilty and ashamed of who you are. Six is that they're critical, they're controlling, and don't think about your needs. Seven is that they leave you feeling beaten, wounded, battered, bruised, and torn. And the last one is that they violate your boundaries and they never respect. No. Damn, that was good. Yeah, I thought that was like, wow. That's real as fuck. You know what I mean? And I, I, I would, I feel like, it's said in there, but it's not called out. Yeah. Let's call the shit out, right? Like, right. toxic people are manipulative. Yes. Right? And they'll manipulate the situation. That's how you get to that point of feeling like you're the you're the person who's wrong. You're at fault. You ain't shit. You know what I mean? It's right. because you've been manipulated to believe that they are your everything. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because this makes me think about, like, certain, you know, stories or movies I believe this even happened to a family member of mine where their their partner fucking kept them from the family. Oh wow. Right? Like yeah. Like that family members stopped coming around to a lot of stuff, didn't show up. And we would just wonder like where where is you know, where is such and such? Like right. I haven't seen them in a while. Right. Wonder what they up to. Come to find out later on when the you know, when that person comes back to the family, it's like, oh, I was going through this and that and just everything that was being described was like, damn, right. that shit is toxic. Right, yeah. You know, thank God you got out of there in one piece. Right. Sometimes people don't make it out that shit. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all of that fucking correlates to being someone's property. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's like, true. Like a partner thing and that they own. Control. They, they own your ass. Mm-hmm. And I think about sometimes because – to you know, like into a toxic community, anybody that leaves that community and 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 they end up changing their life and their ways for the better, they will now label that person, that changed person, as the toxic person because they what? they no longer carry the same toxicity as the toxic people. So they will look at the person like, oh, you know, the person that left and did better. As, you know, you got brainwashed, you know, like you're, you know, you think you're too good. Mm-hmm. So you're the one that's toxic because you're trying to bring this, you know, bougie or changed behavior to us. And we're like, you know, we're still, you know, we're, we're over here keeping it real. We're still 1000. We're still like the same people that that, you know, like you remembered. But there's a lot of that going on because I've seen it in so many settings where like friends or family, I've seen them leave a group of friends or community or even a family that was toxic for them. And the minute they left and they, they started becoming, you know, evolving and becoming better and doing better. There goes rumors of that person being toxic now. Like the fuck it's crazy, but it's that's, true. I mean, that's, that's just like f- trying to flip the script on somebody. That's what it's another form of manipulation, manipulation yeah. to make them feel like what they're doing still ain't shit. Right. And trying to, trying to switch that energy over and put, right. Dim their light. And that's how you got to recognize a toxic person. If they are literally still trying to, like, label you and tear you down in the midst of you evolving and getting better, hello, red flag, that's toxic. They sound like some fucking haters. Man. That's just hating on somebody's shine, you know what I mean? But it's it's real. Misery loves company. That's right. And jealousy is a bitch. That's right. 
you know, speaking about tux, you know, like toxic relationships, uh, this week, um, you know, somebody who, fuck, how do I talk about this without giving names? I know. Essentially, the essentially what happened is that somebody who is a family member of somebody who's close to us got at my mom foul, right? Mm. Uh through a fucking message, right, on Facebook, not, you know, not even trying to call him out, you know, in rea- in real life, right? Right. Um hit up my mom and was like, "Yo, you, you know, you need to check yourself and you need to do this and do that and mind your business. Um you don't want your reputation ruined." Yada yada yada, right? Just really coming from my mom. Oh, wow. And so me when that when that shit happens, like I don't see nothing. Right. I don't give right. a fuck who it is. Yeah. And I went off. Right. And I and then I was telling my mom, Oh, fuck that bitch. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. I uh she was like, No, just leave it. It ain't it ain't got nothing to, you know, don't feed into the negativity, then we're just gonna be, you know, doing exactly right. what that person wants. And I was like, No, fuck that. And so yeah. I went found their Facebook, went off, hit Dang. hit their shit up, you know, hit their message. And I was like, don't you ever fucking come from my mom. I'll kick your damn face in. <laughs> Dang. Slice your damn throat. You know what I mean? Just really. Just going the to- it. The, tux- the toxicity came out of me because fucking with my mama is what you don't want to do, <laughs> right? Right. Um, And that's for anybody, right? Of course, yeah. Like, you know. Everybody love their mama, right? For the most part, you yeah. know. I, I'm not gonna speak for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> some people, you know, may not. There's some mothers out there that right. you know, yeah, ain't right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I went off, and then you know, my mom, being who she is, you know, she's like, no, go delete that shit. Don't feed into it. You know, it's just gonna be giving that person what they want. And I was like, nah, fuck that. But then I listened, of course, and went and deleted it. The person ended up still being able to see it, which I don't really give a fuck about. Right, because that was the intent. That was the intent. And so then that person replied and was like, oh, I was just saying this and da-da-da-da. And then try to come for me, but not in the same way that they came from my mom. Yeah. And so when I tried to reply to it, I couldn't send it, right? So I was blocked. Oh. Yeah. And And then I was just like, you know what? My mom was right. Yeah. And instead of putting all my energy into that, letting it go is just so much easier, right? Because right, this is a lot of that, like, right, right. this is a lot of that fucking talking over the internet shit. And that yeah. shit is a pet peeve of mine. Like, don't fucking talk hard. Yeah. Hashtag bullying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't fucking try to be a bully, especially yeah. bullying. I fucking hate yes. bullies. Yes. Talk about it. That shit's toxic. But, yeah. But also in the work, right? Like, the work has taught me. That like, think about those who are doing the bullying. Think about those who are, you know, toxic. Right. And think about w- what happened to them. Right. Yeah. Right. What did they go through? Where are they at? Because you know, at the end of the day, it's that it's that um, it's that saying, right? Of hurt people, hurt people. Right. Yeah. Um, and so. But it's like when you come after your moms, though. Right. Right. You know, yeah. it's like that's, that's a that's a line you don't cross. Exactly. You know, it's like automatic. anybody anybody can get it. Right. right? Anybody it's can get it. Anybody. Um, but still, but still, if you're able to think about the other person after working through those emotions, right? Because that's a 
that's an instant uh, reaction. Right. Right. You ain't thinking about it. Super He's impulsive. Like, yeah. Just oh, fuck with my mama. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You react versus respond. Yeah. And so when I had a, t- a moment to just like chill, marinate on it, and then just let it sit, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that that person blocked me. I'm glad that shit, what I had to say got said or right. like got read. Um, but but just leave it, you know what I mean? Because that's a lot of energy that I don't need to give away. Right, yeah. Because it's Absolutely. toxic. It is. Right? And my mom was so, the thing that she said was so key was that like, you're just going to be feeding into it. Well, don't give it that so power, true. right? Yep. Don't yep. fall into the trap because it could be a trap. Yeah. Right? And so many people get locked in these traps yeah. that toxic people create, right? In in a, any kind of relationship. Yeah. And we, we never know the power of silence until we use it. You know? Because right? we always got to say something. We always got to have the last word. Right. We always got to have the last word. When you could do so much if you just shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Hey! <laughs> like, if you just do that simple thing, especially, uh, you know, in response to like something super, you know, like super like brutal or super like just malicious where somebody is just getting at your family member. It's like if you re- respond to just nothing and just silence that and just, you know, if you're strong enough to not even read it, psh, kudos to you. But if you read it and don't respond, that just gives you that like... That speaks volumes. You have so much power because I can react like with my partner when, you know, like when when I'm like super, I would send her like an angry text and she would read it and then there are, t- there are moments, very few moments, but there are moments where she would not even reply at all. That would make you even this more mad. That's <laughs> like, I'm blowing up her phone. Um, if you don't pick your, you, you want know, a reaction. I want a reaction now. Yes. It's like I don't even want a reaction in an hour. I want it now. And it's like there's just so much power in silence. And she does that. Oh my gosh! It's but, like. But Bex, you're bringing us to a good point about. Yeah, we're talking about the exterior. Yes. Uh, impacts of uh, toxic people and toxic relationships. Right. But let's talk about, let's look inward, right? Because mm. we, as individuals, right, depending on who, you know, who we are, where we are, whatever. Right. We can bring toxicity to relationships as well. Right. Right? Like, let's just be honest. Let's right. be real. Um, because there's so many things that, like, we've been through in life, right? That's we true. have triggers. We have, um, we have traumatic experiences. Right, yeah. Um. And all of this just plays into like when we enter into relationships, right? We could be bringing a lot of that baggage, right, with us, right, right, yeah. And having other people kind of suffer, right, for the actions of others, yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you? How do you feel about that? Like, I what feel, comes up for you thinking about? I the, really love what Oprah. I heard a message like a few weeks ago, because I listened to her Super Soul Sunday podcast. Word. But Oprah, um, she, 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 quote, she said something that like just had me, like my jaw dropped. But she said, um, you know, I wasn't along, it wasn't along the lines of toxic person, but I'll just use the word toxic person in this quote. But a toxic person exposes who they are to you. Your reaction exposes who you are to them. Mm, and damn. I just was like, you know, that's true. You know, like my reaction, I want, you know, again, if silence, I pray to God that silence will be my reaction from now on. 
I need to tame these emotions. But that's a practice that I want. I want my reaction to be who I am, you know, in response to anybody toxic or anybody throwing something, you know, at me that's like against who I am. It's like I want my reaction to be grace, graceful and gentle and loving, you know, and strong, you know, at the same time, you know, I want it to be like, you know, just, you know, transparent enough to where they see that that hurt me, but it didn't hurt me enough, you know, like I want it to be able to where they sense that, you know, I'm only human. So of course it's going to hurt, but it didn't hurt me to a point where I'm going to react the way you expect me to react. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're, you're, who we, how we react exposes who we are and it, it exposes the unresolved shit that's inside of us. Word. So if we come out super, you know, just in this outrage of just being angry and frustrated and start doing exactly what they do, now we are one. Now I am exactly who the toxic person I'm trying, yeah. you know, trying to like be, get away from. So Oprah done dropped that nugget, you know, and I just like, was taken back because I want to be better every time. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not saying that I do good all the time because I don't. <laughs> right. But every time I try to become better in every experience because I don't come across. I don't. Right now my circle is so small and I love it. But in every encounter, if I do come across a toxic person, which I did a few days ago, maybe a week, you know, I was able to finally silence her with uh, just dead silent. No respond. But I did block her to not, you know, for... Her to not have any more leverage, you know. I wanted to just cut it. Yeah. So yeah, but that is gold to me. Just, just watch your back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> On no, your piece of cues, you know. People dirty out here. It's sad, you know. It's like people really ain't dirty. People are just hurt. That's what I mean. Like they, they, they dirty in a way where like they catch you. Uh, they'll catch you slipping. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you're alone or when you're at your most vulnerable. Right. Yeah. And that's when they attack. And yeah. that's the dirty part, right? Because, you know, to be to be upfront about it, right, is like, it's to, it's to come and call you out, right, right? to your face, and yeah. and like back in the day, right, it was it, I remember it just being like shit. You squab and then you squash it, right? You know what I mean? Like you, if you if y'all talking shit and you can't handle it or whatever, fucking fight and then it's over, it's done, it's squash, right? <clears throat> but. How do you cut ties with like family though? You know, as P- as Pacific Islanders, you know, we are like F O E to the fullest. You right. know, it's family over everything, whether you do me dirty, you know, and that's like a tough conversation to have, you know, among Pacific Islanders because, you know, again, I can recall stomaching a lot of evil things done to me in my younger days, even yeah. now. And I had to literally stomach that and be okay with it, you know, and I, even to this day, I have yet to t- to cut some of those toxic family members off, right? Because of the whole idea of like, no, this is family over everything, you know. Like we we are a family that has we have to grow, you know, beyond beyond our whatever misunderstandings and beyond our, the hurt, beyond, beyond the, the hurt. I mean, I think it's it all boils down to choices, right? Like mm. you didn't choose to be family; you are family, right? Um and Maybe the love will always be there, but you don't have to like or be around that person. Boundaries. Boundaries. Right. right. Because even like y'all family, y'all might cross paths at, at functions or or be in meetings, family meetings together or whatnot. And I think if there's, yeah, just that sense of um, boundaries that are up. Right. I think that that you can 
navigate through that right right by mm-hmm. the by making those choices or you could also choose to not be around that person right because of feeling uh uncomfortable uh unsafe right right i totally i totally get what you're yeah what you're asking because i i struggle with those same questions right like it's, fuck it's it's this, tough this is my family this is my kin this is what right. i grew up with but fuck the, you know like just some of the shadiest shit you know if not done to me directly it's done to other folks that that has altered the way i see them right right yeah and some things you know there's no coming back from and i right i haven't i haven't figured out how to deal with that because there's some things that have that like some family members have done that there's no coming back from but i don't i haven't defined what that is or what that looks like yet that's tough that's that's i don't know i think it's it's, toxic (laughs) it is it's it's toxic it's unnecessary if you just have to know boundaries. Boundaries are key. Yeah. In any relationship, from families to work to um, partner to yeah, romance to anything, boundaries are needed and necessary. Would you say that that's the piece of advice to leave folks with in this conversation? If um, they're in a toxic relationship. If they're in a toxic relationship, and that's you know, family, uh, romantic, uh, what else? Friendship. Yeah. Coworker, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Have boundaries, set boundaries with, you know, if you feel like you, you know, if you can identify with some of these signs of just, you know, like if you identify with it in your friendships or in your relationships, you know, understand that boundaries are needed. But it's also important to know who you are. You know, I feel like if you know who you are, toxic people will never be able to get in. And that's important. Like, I feel like that's key. If you know who you are as a person, if you know who you are as um, just in work, if you know who you are in your relationship, if you know who you are in your family, if you can kind of cement yourself in that identity and be happy and proud of that, no toxic person can move you. I feel like whatever they say or whatever they try to, you know, manipulate your, you know, you with, it's like they that would never be able to con- convert your belief system and your values because you are anchored in that value and that belief system. So yeah, just know yourself a hundred percent, be comfortable in your skin, love who you are. And because if you don't love who you are, you're, you're, you'll love what other people think of you. And that's not what you want to do. You want to love yourself first before you love the idea of other people, you know, of you love the idea of what people think of you. And that's definitely not what you want to fall for. So, yeah, that's my lesson. Like I had to learn who I was as a woman, who I was as a queer woman, who I was as a Christian queer woman, like who I there was just a lot of layers to who I am that I had to love in certain seasons. And yeah. now I'm at a place where I'm kind of where I'm a lot more comfortable in who I am. Where if there's any toxic person, anybody that tried to bring some shit to me, I would be again, I would be hurt, but I would not be moved. Word. And that's the thing is that it's okay to be hurt because that shit, you know, thing words do hurt, you know, but just don't be moved. Yeah. Anchor yourself in your be truth. Firm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, anchor yourself in your truth and who you are and also. Find a circle, a community of people that will establish you in those truths and let you know, esteem you in those truths and like lift you up and encourage you and empower you. That's what you need. What about you, Downey Boy? I mean, I feel like what you're saying about like knowing thyself, right? Yeah. It's very important to 
to check thyself, right? Yes. Because you got to also be able to, you know, just check the shit that you can bring to certain situations, right? Yeah. So thinking about myself, thinking about uh, maybe the men out there listening or just even this system that we live in, right? right. Where patriarchy thrives, right? Mm. Where we're, we're all existing in this patriarchal right. system. And this just this uh, idea of toxic relationships makes me think about toxic masculinity, mm. right? Like a question I have is, is toxic masculinity at the root of toxic relationships? Mm. This article that I pulled up by Colleen Clemens mm. um, that comes from this uh, website called tolerance.org. Uh, I think it's based around teaching tolerance. Um, let's see. Colleen defines toxic masculinity as a narrow and repressive description of manhood, designating manhood as designed by violence, sex, status, and aggression. Mm. It's the cultural idea of manliness where strength is everything mm. while emotions are a weakness. Where sex... And brutality are yardsticks by which men are measured, while supposedly feminine traits, which can range from emotional vulnerability to simply not being hypersexual, are the means by which your status as a man can be taken away. Wow. Right. And, man, that definition is uh, just, it's such a, it, it compiles everything about this idea around toxic masculinity and how right. all of these elements, right. you know, very well can be at work um, just as men in different relationships that we hold, right? right. With each other, with women, with family, you know, with, with whomever. And how this society that we live in highlights that. Right. Right, where this this is the definition of what it means to be a man, right? And, and even thinking about me, thinking about myself as a queer man, like this this is the exact um, definition, this, the, the exact measurement I always tried to live up to. Right, yeah. And I wonder how many of other men out there, right. you know, really try to, try to live up to. And wow. so thinking about like how, you know, more more times than not, in domestic violence right. um, cases or issues, right? It's always the man, the man. Mm -hmm. being the aggressor and the woman being the victim. Mm -hmm. And how, I guess, depending on how folks are raised, right? You know, like if you've seen, maybe you've seen your, your mother get beat up, you just think that that's the way to right. react. Or maybe you have anger issues and you react versus respond immediately and you do that mm. through physical violence, right? It could, there's a bunch of shit out there. Right. What I'm saying is, is that to know yourself is to be able to check yourself. Mm. And as men, we got to recognize the privilege we hold in this society that we live in, yeah. this patriarchal society. Right. And when we are in relationships with whomever, especially our romantic relationships, that we need to be mindful of our privilege and be mindful of toxic masculinity mm. and resist 
Yes. You know what I mean? Resist right. resist those responses right. or reactions and do better. Yeah. You know, this makes That's me good. this makes me think about a formula that I learned from uh one of my usos out in Carson. His name is Donnie Fali Liu. Mm. Um he did a, a leadership training uh for uh the program that I used to coordinate. And in his uh in his lesson, he taught us this this uh, formula that he learned from someone else. Mm. And I'm pretty sure other folks out there might know it. But the formula is E plus R equals O. Have you heard of this? Never. Okay. A lot of folks, you know, when we write it out, it looks like arrow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when situations happen, folks just be calling it out like arrow, arrow. <laughs> so the E stands for event. Right. Mm -hmm. Event could be anything. Right. It could be some situation or whatever that, you know, is happening. Anything right. that happens yeah. in your life. Um, plus the R. The R stands for reaction or response. Mm. So how you react or how you respond, respond will determine, will equal the O. The O is the outcome. Mm, and so I love it right so if you react negatively to the event then then the outcome will be, be negative. negative yeah but if I you respond to the event or react in a positive way the outcome will be positive right and so that's good that's it, good it's it's um I mean it, you know I'm not perfect I, I, I try to remember that yeah. formula E plus R equals O yeah equal <laughs> e plus, plus r, r equals, equals o. o yeah that's, that's the formula to just I love it. you know for any situations that come up you know what i mean like let's let's i'm speaking to the men you know what right. i mean like let's just be better let's just be better come on you had a quote. I remember that one quote I told you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The mic dropping quote. <laughs> By the request of Bex. And this is framed around, um, this is framed around violence uh, f being violated or being abused by a male aggressor. Mm. And so the quote reads, if he makes you lose your family, lose your friends, Lose your confidence, lose your self-esteem, or lose your happiness, then you need to lose him. That was a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really her iPhone. I hope that shit ain't cracked. It's not cracked, but damn. Whew. Five snaps for that one. That was deep. Damn. That was deep. Damn, that was a lot. Listen, for um, this to our listeners, if you have any questions in regards to just our topic and you felt like just some, you know, you wanted to share something or elaborate, you need us to elaborate on anything, or if you want to give us insight on this please. topic, please email us at forthecultures, F-O-R-T-H-E-Q-U-L-T-U-R-E-S at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate um, those who have emailed us and just, you know, were able to just give us encouragement and just shout outs. And We promise we'll respond soon. <laughs> we promise Danny Boy will respond. <laughs> and for those of you who are who are on our uh, social media outlets, our Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Facebook. And Facebook. Um, yeah, For the Cultures. Yeah, it's For the Cultures at, on all media platform, right? Yeah. And that's Danny Boy. That's Danny Boy on there, you know, so... <laughs> 
Say hi to him. I, I go there every now and then, but he's the one that interacts. So kudos to Danny Boy for doing that. Thank you so much because he's <laughs> the one that's posting and keeping our page current and updated and, you know, active. You guys have been doing great interacting with us on there. So we appreciate you guys. So, yeah, thank you for tuning into our relationship series. Word. Toxic relationship. We hope we left you guys with some something to walk away with. And, yeah. Yeah, I just want to uh, reiterate Please reach out to us. Um, yeah. You know, Bex and I are not experts at all in any of yeah. this. We're just sharing, you know, our thoughts and opinions. And so we definitely love to hear what you all have to say. So definitely hit us up if you have Please. anything that, that is on your heart or on your mind about toxic relationships. Yeah. We Even really on individuals, word. you know, Tama Irie. <laughs> hey, Bex Bumble. Uh, Bex Bumble on Instagram. You know, come. You'll find us on For the Cultures. But yeah, if you want to reach us, reach out to us on a separate, on an individual level, feel free to do that. But again, for the most part, get us, get at us on through email and social media. We love y'all. Thank you so much. And I'm back. And, she's and I'm back. better. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Peace out. What are we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. 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 Culture.